This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. The SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors, which have the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's SciCast is a visit with former Iowa State golfer Jason Knutson. This fall, Jason will be one of six new members inducted into the Iowa State Athletics Hall of Fame. Knutson had a terrific career for the Cyclones and then went on to earn over $2 million on the Asian and European tours. He even played in a U.S. Open and a British Open. We hope you'll enjoy our visit with Jason Knutson. Well, Jason, learning that you'll be inducted into the Iowa State Hall of Fame basically just about as your pro career was winding up, I would imagine that was kind of a nice cap to your career. Uh, actually, it was. I kind of, you know, it's really tough to quit something that you've done for a while. And I guess I'm not officially done, but for the most part, I'm transitioning on, and it's it's a weird weird feeling not to be really focusing on golf. So it was a great great cap to that. It was a very good feeling. Well, I know Iowa State means a lot to you, and and to be in that select few that are in the Hall of Fame that's that's a nice accomplishment. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, obviously, you're so focused on what you're doing and trying to, you know, be as good as you can. But you know, in the back of the mind, you know, you kind of always wonder. Oh, I wonder if, I wonder if I'll be uh, someday in the in the Hall of Fame. And was fortunate that it happened. It's, it's a pretty nice honor. Now, growing up, you moved around a lot, as I understand, and and ended up your family ended up in Eagle Grove. Tell me some of the places you lived, and were you a little bit under the radar maybe as a collegiate prospect just because of that because of moving around so much yeah so my dad was an air force pilot most of my high school years we lived out in virginia and i was just starting to kind of get into golf and probably my sophomore junior year i started getting recruited i finished pretty high up in state back then and then we my dad got stationed over to italy and I didn't want to, you know, if I wanted to pursue my last year of high school, play collegiate golf, which was all of a sudden a goal of mine, I couldn't really go over to, to Italy. And I had a close relationship with my grandparents, and so I spent my last year of high school in, in Eagle Grove, Iowa. Well, you know, always had Iowa roots, and we loved Iowa, and so we came back and kind of was under the radar, but I luckily got in some of these big tournaments and played well kind of a bit in the state but you know as you know usually you know everybody knows the good kids coming up you have to really kind of make a mark and luckily I kind of got you know of all things in small town Iowa you're not really going to get noticed very much and uh, Judd Gibb over at uh, Fort Dodge he he told uh, Dale way way back when he said hey you got to look at this kid he's winning winning stuff he's got a nice swing and and then that's kind of how it happened. It was kind of last minute. I'll never forget my, my grandpa, actually, and he's passed away now, but he came on my recruiting visit to Iowa State, and, and Dale took me around, and I just wanted to play golf. And I was getting a few other offers elsewhere, but Iowa State kind of gave me the best, you know, the best deal, and I it was close to, uh, you know, close to home or, you know, not too far away, and I wanted to play for, you know, at a big university, and... It all worked out for the best, and I couldn't couldn't have been happier to be, you know, after the first year. Or so just I was like, wow, what a what a great decision. In the first year, you're in the Big Eight, you then transition <laughs> to the Big Twelve, which is obviously a very big deal, especially in men's golf. What was that period like as you you transitioned from one league to the other? Well, we went through a lot, kind of those early years. 
I had a, a nice freshman year and was you're really excited and we had a, a good young team and that was kind of the time period where we were actually talking about cutting a lot of those sports. We didn't know if we were actually going to be around, which was which was kind of crazy. Things all worked out and everything was good. And away we went. We had some good good years. Kind of got the ball rolling. I really feel like our our squads, you know, getting Iowa State golf really really moving forward. That first team in Big 12 play really excelled and you did individually as well. But to finish third at the first Big 12 tournament as a team, that that had to open some eyes because there probably weren't too many people when the Big 12 was formed thinking, okay, Iowa State's going to be up there in the top three at the Big 12 yeah. Golf Championship. That was that was quite an accomplishment for you guys. I believe we were close to the lead. I think we played with Oklahoma State the last, last round, I'm pretty sure. And it was, I think we were one shot off the lead, so there's a lot of buzz going around. And, and then we didn't play well the last uh, the last round, I remember that, but we still walked away with third. I regret that we didn't get to finals. You know, every year that I played there, we had good teams, and we played. We got to regionals, and we just never could get over that hump to get to finals. So that's one thing I wish I wish we would have been able to to do back back during my my years. Lots of um, Midwest kids on your teams and native Iowans, and just tell me a little bit about those teams. And did you guys take some pride in being mid- Midwest guys that were able to go compete at that level? You know, those teams we had. You know, we had Donnie Teeter, we had Travis Corver, and then a bunch of others in a young class. Those are the two, you know, Iowa guys that really stick out. That were, you know, really good players for for us and. There is more of a sense of pride for it. Obviously, things have gotten so much better as far as facilities and everything. We, have, you know, it's fun to joke around with Tank or you know some of the other you know guys. What we were playing with as far as you know facilities and and how we did things. And I had a great experience, and it's there is a, definitely a sense of pride of of you know when you come from Iowa and you know the fact that we were able to compete. You know the way we did. It does mean mean a little bit more. Just like I'm sure, you know, some of the guys that are on there right now. You know, you got uh, Trip and and Franklin Wong. I'm just I'm sitting here. You know, I think about football and how did they ever exist before they had the indoor practice facility? It, you know, it had to be almost impossible taking half squads over to the rec center and trying to have practices that way. How did you guys do it? Because I, I think about the the benefits of the golf facility now and how it allows Iowa State to be very competitive. Uh, mm-hmm. But but that wasn't certainly the case when you were in school. How did you guys go about trying to get ready through tough conditions? You know, we tried to get stronger and, and all that. But even, even back then, that wasn't, it just wasn't like it is now as far as, you know, kind of towards the tail end, we started really working out more heavily. We had some funny ones where we're by the WI building, I don't know if it's still there, but there's a couple greens there. That was like kind of our short game because it was right there, and we'd go and as soon as the snow came off, we we'd kind of be there when the courses, you know, maybe weren't even open yet. And then as far as the indoor practice, you know, we'd go in the rec center and we'd hit into nets. Very different. You know, spring break we'd have a, a long week. We'd schedule a tournament over that week, but we would go down and practice and play for you know four days prior and sometimes you just you know just be like every other every other person where you just didn't know what was going to come out of the bag 
by the time you're done at Iowa State, you'd racked up three tournament championships and 18 top tens. I guess it, what kind of stands out to you most as maybe the high point of your Iowa State career before you move on as a professional? You know, the top ten, I felt like I had a very consistent, you know, I won some tournaments, but I felt like I was always, you know, my score was always counting. I had the the one that I did like for a while was the stroke average. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what, I had it at 72-something, but that lasted a long time. You know, just the consistency was, I felt, a, you know, a bit of pride on that. But, you know, you move on from, from stuff, you're just always thinking of the next next thing with golf. It was a nice nice thing to have and and um with the top tens and and all that i just felt like i was a pretty consistent player as you went on to your uh pro career it could be a very hard grind trying to reach your goals did you have any hesitation about giving it a go i had a little bit just because it is a different lifestyle you know i was kind of more of a normal guy is what i felt like one is kind of a normal normal gig per se but you know golf was such a part of my life and I had done, you know, well enough to where it was kind of almost unexpected, like, hey, you should try it. So that's what I wanted to do. And I and I was excited to try it, for sure. I quickly got out on the web.com tour. I qualified early on. I think it was 2000. So I got done in 99 and got my card in two. So it would have been for the 2001 season. And I top 10, my first, first event I got into, I was top, you know, two or three going into the last round of you know, finished top 10 somewhere, and I was just kind of felt like I was off to the races, but I was so kind of young, and, and I didn't didn't play well after that, and, you know, didn't keep my card, and then I did a year of, you know, basically doing mini tours, and I'm like, gosh, I just, this isn't, you know, number one, you want to make money, and, you know, two, you just, you want to be, do something cool, you know, you just, it's hard to, hard to do the mini tour thing, and, you know, after a year or two. So I ended up going over to to Asia in 2002 to do their Q school. And I thought, like everybody else, I'm like, my gosh, that's just so far. I'm not doing that. There's no way, you know. And then sure enough, I ended up having some success. And anywhere where you can get some success right away, it makes things a lot easier. Uh, but it was great. It was a great experience. Today's sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. Well, you had a lot of success on the Asian Tour and the European Tour, and ultimately it allowed you to continue to play the game you loved while also you know, trying to raise a family. Did those tours allow you to maybe do it that way? So I won a couple times kind of in the first, you know, a few years, and it allowed me to do do some of the things back home. You know, it was like a nice schedule. I could go make some, you know, decent money and, and play about 15 weeks, which isn't very much for, you know, professional golf. And then I'd come back and I'd kind of hang out at home during the summer. It was pretty decent. You know, I, I wish I would have broken through in Europe. I mean, I went to Q School and I got my Q School card three three different times, which is very tough to do. And, you know, a couple other years I had some status as far as, like, you know, it would be the PGA Tour where it would be, like, 125 to 150. And I had a couple of those years, and I could just never bust bust through. And I and I think uh, I think it was tough once things got going and I got older, even though I was 
becoming kind of a better player kind of into my mid-30s. When you throw on family and, and the travel part of it, even though the two tours, they tied in better, uh, it just it just got very difficult. I started not to really enjoy it as much, just the travel. And if the, the family wasn't out on the road to Europe, you know, it just got to be, it got to be a long, long ways for sure. What did you enjoy about the culture over there? Here I thought I experienced a lot through through my dad and traveling where we where we did and you know we spent some time overseas and but this was to a whole new level I mean it's kind of like you know everywhere in Europe and Asia I, I basically saw I did you know I put in um, a lot of years there and I put in a lot of air miles too because I never spent really off weeks you know a lot of people would spend off weeks I just basically hop on a plane and and head back home so you know i was in that des moines airport quite a bit 2004 you win your first pro title at a tournament in china and beat Padraig harrington among others there's some good competition that you faced over there and i i guess as you look back at it and especially winning that first tournament in the, the field you beat has to be a, a pretty big deal as you look back at it now i got a chance to play with you know between asia and europe you know i played with you know, loads of major champions and really good players. And, you know, I, that one was special because I played with Padraig in the last, you know, in the final group and ended up uh, coming out victorious, and that was that was really cool. You know, there's a lot of things that I did overseas that would have been neat for people at home to, to see more. There were some really cool things that, that happened and experiences and people that I played with. Even the, the smaller events, in Asia, you'd still have highlighted stars that would get paid to come and play. So we, we always, a lot of times, had a very good field. And the one thing I quickly learned is like, wow, you know, I kind of thought when I first came over, you know, America, you know, but there's, <laughs> there's good players everywhere, everywhere in the world. The Asian players are coming up, the European tour players. I think my only regret, I really enjoyed my experience, and it was good. When you play professionally at any sport, you can start making money doing well. It's, it's a hard one to get into a different avenue, to give up something you know, and take another risk, especially when I had some family and, and all that. I wish kind of during you know, really starting to play well, and, and granted I'd get in some you know, occasional PJ Tour events or whatever, but I wish I'd have made it more of a concerted effort to try to play in the states because obviously it's just where the notoriety it's the the silly money out here and it's where you want to be for sure who did you admire whether it was growing up as a young player or even in your actual interactions with other great professionals out on on your tour experiences was there somebody that really stood out to you that you just admired maybe the way they carried themselves and played the game uh, you know that's a, it's a hard one because it's kind of like you piece together everybody's game like i loved how uh freddie freddie couples played mm-hmm. with them a few rounds um, i loved his just his demeanor and it just a lot of players would would say it's just even though his swing is a bit you know it's very smooth but you just can't believe how he just hits every shot out of the middle of the club face <laughs> and you know and then you know some of the other guys like i've played with ian poulter you start thinking of mental toughness and just true grit. You know, I played with him in the, in the Hong Kong Open. That was we were kind of in the top ten or so, fun crowds and and all that. And you 
just his toughness and and how he grinds out around. You know, there's there's so many guys, that, but yeah, those are those are a couple as far as the kind of the the how they strike it. There's so many good players. It's it's hard to say, but those are a couple. You did have the opportunity to compete in a couple majors. The only cyclone ever to do that, but you played at the U.S. Open in 2003 in Chicago, and then the British in, in 2011. By the time you played that second major, did you maybe even have a greater appreciation for that opportunity because of that eight-year gap in between playing the majors? Yeah, the British was really was really cool. We were actually expecting my daughter, and so our second child. My wife couldn't make the trip because we were about two weeks away from delivery. The boys came over, like my dad and brother-in-law and brother. So everybody kind of made the trip over, which was kind of cool. We had kind of a guy's trip. The British Open was really cool. I think I didn't really appreciate the U.S. Open was more of a whirlwind, and, and I just kind of was starting out playing in front of crowds, and I didn't really embrace the moment as much. And the British, I, I kind of did. It was, I mean, and I played some big events like in Europe. You know, a lot of these you know, Scottish Opens, and I, they're just like the British. Mm-hmm. So as far as you know, big, big people and great crowds and all that, and great experience. But the British is, it's, it really is a cool, cool experience. I want to tie it back in here with Iowa State. Do you still stay in touch with some of your former teammates? We had a fairly big freshman class. You know, those guys, it's kind of like, you know, it's just like anything. It's, uh, you know, like a little fraternity. So I still definitely stay in touch with a lot of them. And those college years are, you know, you look back at it now, it's it's such a fun time and you you got no worries and you're, you're playing golf. And when I got a chance to be around some of the guys that came down to um, Phoenix and they're playing in the ASU tournament, and I hadn't been around uh, the team in, in, you know, quite some time actually, at least five years or more and the excitement and the it's it's just really cool to be around it just brought back a lot of memories on on how we were at that age and just the excitement with golf and being on the team and you know the pride you have for the university and and all that is is just really good to be around for sure yeah i love seeing your tweets celebrating the accomplishments of the current team and you know you obviously maintain a, a real connection to iowa state and an appreciation for Andrew Tank and what he's done with the program. For sure, he deserves a lot of credit. The people that he's brought in, they're they're ready to go, you know, right away. There's been a lot of talent that's that's come out of there. It'll be exciting to see. Hopefully, we're getting guys that that are doing things on on the next level and having even more success. It'd be great. But what they're doing there and, and the practice facilities and the whole vibe around it. Well, obviously, I played with. Uh, you know, a lot of young, you know, Australians over in Asia, the guys, they, they know about Iowa State. It's, it's becoming a good, good golf school, and it's, you know, a lot of credit goes to, to Tank. You know, he's done a done a great job. It's It's been great. It's been fun to rally behind. I was excited, like I said, when I got around the guys. It's a good program. It's fun guys. To, you know, they're good kids. You know, it's a fun one to get get around. I couldn't agree with you more. They're great quality, quality guys, and I think, we're going to have more Hall of Famers to follow, Jason, out, out of the men's golf program at Iowa State, and that's exciting. But really happy that you're going to kind of pave the way for those young guys and uh, can't wait to get you back here in the fall and, and experience the ceremony as you go into the Hall of Fame. You're very deserving of that, and I just appreciate you taking some time this morning. It was really fun to fun to hear your thoughts and hear your stories about your time at Iowa State. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm uh, extremely excited, obviously. It's uh 
quite an achievement um, and to be honored. It's just very, you know, it's a very humbling experience for sure. Today's SciCast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn why Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are Iowa's clear first choice. Thanks for listening.